Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. I am so glad you're here. You're listening to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast, and I'm Stephanie Fine. I am your host, and we're going to talk about a question I get a lot in the context of losing weight before getting pregnant, which of course is what I do. I help you do that. And that question is, what should I eat? What should I eat? I totally understand wanting to ask this question. It's so, it's so tempting, isn't it? (laughs) Because if someone would just tell me exactly what to eat, I will eat it and then I will get the results I want. The only problem with that is you've tried that a billion times and it doesn't work. Now, what's tricky about saying it doesn't work is that it kind of does work, right? It works for a little while, but then it doesn't work. And it's so painful to go through a diet and lose some weight and then gain it right back. And then what often happens is we think, oh, I was told what I should eat and I didn't, so I'm a terrible person. Or I couldn't, and therefore I'm worthless. You know, these terrible things that we tell ourselves. It's a setup. It's not real. It's 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 not the way things should be done. It's not fair to your body or to your brain or to you in general. So it's so tempting and it doesn't work. So because I'm always thinking of permanent, sustainable weight loss, that's why I can't directly answer this question in the way that a lot of people would like me to answer it. But I am going to answer it. <laughs> so, so stick around. There are a lot of people on the planet um, who will tell you what to eat. And what happens with that? So there's first, we're just going to talk about diet. So don't eat, you know, do keto, don't eat this, don't eat gluten, don't eat, you know, there's lots of things that people will say, don't eat sugar. I mean, there's so much advice out there. So again, tempting because it will work. So sometimes if you'll work with people and, you know, it's, it's working, meaning you're losing weight, but then they're not around four months later when you can't do it anymore because you're relying on willpower and resistance and then you gain the weight back. So the model is out there and that's often why we just want to know what to eat because it seems like that should work. It doesn't. It does not work long term. We keep trying it because it sort of seems like it should work and again like it does for a moment but not long term. Okay so traditional diets want to tell you what you should eat experts, lots of experts, like on social media and books in your doctor's office, although that is a good place sometimes to get advice, right? Always listen to what your doctor has to say. Or better, I should say, evaluate what your doctor has to say. If it doesn't sound right to you, look for more opinions. But if it's an area of expertise for your doctor, then that's probably a good person to trust. Your cousin Arnold may have opinions too, (laughs) People, lots of people have lots of different opinions about what you should eat. You also may want to ask this kind of question because you think that you must be doing it wrong somehow, that there's some magic piece of information that you don't know. 
because you're gaining or you're not losing the, the way you'd like, or your body is, is having difficulty getting pregnant. So maybe there is a, a piece of information that you don't have. And then if you had it, it would work. I wish that was the case. I mean, certainly, obviously we need the help of like reproductive endocrinologists for helping us with getting pregnant. And there might be some pieces of information that you don't have with regard to food, but I doubt it because you've been around the planet long enough to know all the different theories out there. So when I understand the desire behind what should I eat, but here is going to be my answer. Okay. Only, you know, and if you think you don't know, your body can tell you. Okay. So that's one of the three parts of my answer. The second one is everything in moderation. And the third one is lean towards whole foods. So what should I eat? The first and biggest and best answer is only you know. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. The second piece of that is everything in moderation. So we don't only have like protein shakes. Our bodies need variety. I'm going to get into that too. And then as we can lean towards whole foods. So I'm going to take the rest of this podcast to break that down a bit for the, for the number one, only, you know, okay. And if you think you don't, your body can tell you what I mean by that is remember we're going for always we're going, we're not just losing weight for two seconds and gaining it back because that doesn't help our physiology. It actually hurts our physiology. Remember that weight loss can change our physiology for the better, primarily through insulin that can help us ovulate and, and get pregnant and have less insulin resistance. There's so many good things about losing fat. So only you know what you like to eat. And if you like to eat it, you'll continue to eat it. So telling you to eat something that you hate isn't going to make sense because you don't like it. <laughs> so you won't eat it. So it doesn't matter if you're supposed to eat it. And I'll get into this more later, but nature is so smart about the way it packages things. So remember, we're going for long term. If you lose for a little while, which is, again, changes your physiology in a positive way. If you gain it back, it changes it back in the negative way. And going on the yo-yo is not helpful to your body, to the overall physiology. So we want weight loss that's permanent. Okay. And if we're doing that, then we really need to find a way for you to eat for always. And so that's what we're going to do. Okay. So you start to ask yourself things like, what do I like? Your preferences totally matter. I mean, on a, on a huge level, it could be that you like, you know, people have cravings for things sometimes, not always, especially if we're craving like Pringles. Although again, you could be craving salt. Sometimes the body knows and has cravings for things. Sometimes we blow that out of proportion. But my, my point is, is that you may like it for a reason that your body needs. I don't know. Or you may just like it. You're allowed to like food. It's okay. So if you hate kale, do not make yourself choke down kale. Now, we're going to get more into this later, but you, you can move towards things that your body responds well to. Okay. 
we'll work on that in a minute. But right now, we're talking weight loss here. So we want to know what you like. The truth is also, what do you have access to? Not everyone has, and you know, it's the seasons. So sometimes you can't get mangoes where you live or in winter or, you know, that sort of thing. So there's lots of things that will dictate what you can and can't have. And the main one that I want to talk about here is what feels good in your body. If you eat anything with gluten and you swell up, you bloat, you have, you know, GI issues, you have diarrhea, you have constipation, your body doesn't like it. That's really helpful to know. And we can start to understand that and listen to our bodies the more we're paying attention to our bodies. When we start to use the hunger scale, when we're eating at negative two and stopping at positive two, we're paying attention to our bodies. At the same time, we'll we'll start to notice what feels good in our bodies. How do we feel after we have cake? Not that you can't have cake, but it's just really good to notice what happens. And what am I willing to feel now? And maybe if I have cake after dinner, it's not as bad as if I have cake as a snack. How how does my body react to caffeine? There's so many things that you can start to really tell when we're paying attention to our body. And these are really good things to know. Really good things to know. When we're doing the hunger scale also, which of course is something I really recommend, you want food that lasts long in your body, that has staying power so that you can eat a meal and then you have some time before you have to eat another meal. And so which foods are those? Which foods last the longest, feel satisfying, taste good, and feel give your body energy? Only you can answer that question. Literally no one else can tell you. So this is why in the, you know, what should I eat category, this part, this idea that going from your preferences and what feels good in your body is such a good measure. It's such a good place to start. Then we also have things in terms of, um, you know, only, you know, is what's easy to make. What can you easily transport to work? What is affordable? What's what's available, all that sort of thing is important because it's the realities of your food. Like if you're given some esoteric, you know, berry to eat and you can't get it again, it doesn't matter. So really being practical about your food here is so important. Okay. And I want to, I want to honor you with that. And I want to remind you of this too. Weight loss, fat loss, losing pounds of fat from your body liberates some physiology, right? We talked about that with the insulin. And that effect is much bigger than any small effect that like a Brazil nut would have. So I, we, we can get really focused on, I have to have, you know, a micro amount of this and, a, you know, I'm, t- I'm told I could do that, but but the actual loss of fat pounds will help in a much bigger way than making sure you get, you know, the minerals from a Brazil nut. Which leads me to number two, which is everything in moderation. 
There's nothing evil about a Brazil nut, but you don't have to eat a Brazil nut every day to get that particular item in. Now, this is a good place to tell you and remind you that hopefully you're having a prenatal vitamin. Definitely talk to your REI about that or your OBGYN, whoever, but a prenatal vitamin is such a good catch-all, right? It just, it helps you make sure you have the little traces of things that you need. If it is winter and you can't get things or it's summer and you can't, I mean, it, it's just a very important thing to have. All REIs and OBGYNs are, recommend them, but certainly talk to yours in case there's a particular one they like, or if there's a reason that you can't have a certain type, any of that sort of thing. But all of this to say that I do love people to have, be on a prenatal vitamin, um, which again goes with everything in moderation. So there's it, the point about everything in moderation is to free you up to be able to eat with the things you want. Nothing is bad. We had another episode about that. There's no bad foods. Everything happens in a season, right? So if you're, if you're eating seasonally, you're not eating the same thing every day because some things are available other times and sometimes they're not. And when I talk about everything in moderation too, I'm talking about like a treat or a food that's higher in fat or, um, even saturated fat. Like you can have everything you enjoy in moderation, but cheeseburgers every day may not be the best for your body. You'll know because your body will let you know how it feels. And also, are you losing weight like you want to? This is how you tell. You go with the foods you like, and then you see how they react in your body and you see if you're getting the results you want. If you are amazing, everything in moderation refers to macros like protein and carbs and fats. Everything in moderation refers to vegetables and fruits. It refers to any, any part of food so that we're not only having one kind of food and that would, might limit us to the nutrients we're getting. But if we're get, if we're doing, using everything in moderation, we're getting a little of everything, which is, which is how we're designed omnivores. Although you could be a vegetarian, you could be a vegan. I mean, there's all that too. And that's actually a really good point. <laughs> if you're, if your body knows, if you're a vegan, then you're, that's how you're eating. If you're, I mean, so it's not that everyone should or has to, there are pregnant people that are vegans. There are pregnant people that are, um, vegetarians. There are people wanting to get pregnant that eat protein, uh, meat proteins. There's evidence that any way of eating can work. So start with what you like. And then have everything in moderation, what your body likes in particular, and then go to everything in moderation. And then my third part of that is lean towards whole foods. So if you're, if you're feeling like your diet, meaning the, the foods that you eat all the time, aren't feeling great in your body, then the next thing to try are whole foods. And when I say whole foods, I'm talking about not processed foods. So like, any fruits and vegetables, those are whole foods. I mean, you can cut them up, but the whole means, you know, you like it's a celery or it's an apple or it's a whole food. It's not processed. Chicken and meat. Now, when I say processed, I'm not referring to 
chicken that's been cut up and is put as a package. I guess technically that's processed, but I'm, if it's like a whole piece, a whole chicken breast, that's fine. If it's made into chicken salad, well, that actually is fine too. <laughs> so really what I'm talking about is packaged foods. Packaged foods are more processed, like a veggie chip is not, doesn't grow from the earth, right? It's created in a factory. So the more we can have whole foods, often those feel better in our body. And what's wonderful about whole foods too, is a lot of the time, the way that they're packaged is, works really well for our bodies. So the vitamins and nutrients in a tomato work best together, like eating the skin and the seed and the inside. That's the way, the way that it was packaged works best for your body. Another point about this too, in terms of whole foods is this idea that wetter is better. So you're eating, let's say a whole blueberry, a whole blackberry, you're eating the whole thing. And that's always going to be better than making a smoothie out of it. And the reason why eating fruit is better than having it in a smoothie is because then you're getting the full water and fiber out of it and you can eat, you will get satisfied faster by eating your fruit than drinking it. So drinking it is a sneaky way of sort of getting it in without the packaging that was intended. It is better to eat uh, a whole apple than have apple in a smoothie because you would, I mean, how many apples could you eat in a setting? I don't know, maybe two, two would be a lot, but you could easily get a smoothie with two apples in there. So whole foods is a couple different ways. Whole foods is like eating the actual fruit or vegetable, the whole thing. Um, or whole foods also means not processed food, not packaged foods. And so for a general idea, you can always go towards that. Now, here's the thing. Implementing it, these these three things that only you know, your body knows, everything in moderation, and lean towards whole foods, you start with what you like, and then you move towards what your body feels best with. So we're not beating ourselves up if right now we're having McDonald's and, I don't know, I think of my brother's diet, <laughs> Taco Bell and, and, and McDonald's. This was years ago. He's completely changed what he eats now. But anyway, if you're starting there, then you, you just change. You can even change within the menu of Taco Bell or McDonald's to the stuff that is like, if they have salads or you could even just go, um, from mayo to ketchup. Like there's, there's ways that you can move towards whole foods and it doesn't mean you have to go from McDonald's to kale salad. We just move towards it. And what we don't do, and you'll remember this as a theme is we, we don't beat ourselves up. That's part of the problem of the, of the question of what should I eat? It comes from a good place in terms of wanting to do um, what's right. I'm putting that in air quotes, but if it also can set us up for beating ourselves up. So we're not beating ourselves up. If we have a desire to change our food, then we can do that slowly over time, trying things 
And if we like them, keep them. And if we don't, put them for another day. Because it is true that if you start changing your food, your taste buds will change and you may end up liking something that you never thought you'd like. I remember as a kid going from like whole milk to low fat milk to non-fat milk. And I couldn't go from whole milk to non-fat milk and tasted like water. But if you do the one in between, it's a different step. That's how you can do adding fruits and vegetables or trying different foods slowly over time. Because remember, we're going for the long haul, the forever. So there's plenty of time. That's how they do it for kids too. You have to like introduce it like six or 10 times or something before they actually taste it. It's the same for us. If there's something, it's so good to try things. And if you don't like them, set them aside. And if you do, great. You've just found something else. So start with what you like and move towards what makes your body feel good. We're always checking in with our body around this. And that's the beauty of the hunger scale. The hunger scale allows you to eat anything you want. As long as you listen to your body, you start eating at negative two and you stop at positive two. And then the great thing about letting your body tell you about the food, not only about the hunger and when to stop eating, but about which foods feel good, is having a varied diet and leaning towards whole foods. When you do that, you get to figure it all out for yourself, what you like and what feels good in your body. You're figuring this out. And then you have the confidence that you can figure it out anytime. You can do this forever. You can do it if you move to some place new. You can do it when you're pregnant. You can do it when you're lactating. You can do it anytime. Because what you've done is you're setting up that trusting relationship with your body. You do that first by listening to when it's hungry and when it's satisfied. You give it food when it's hungry and you stop when you're satisfied not making it full, but satisfied. And then because you're paying attention to the hunger scale, you also are paying attention to how the food feels in your body. And when we're paying attention like that, we're establishing a trusting relationship with our body. It's really incredible. And have, nurturing that relationship, having a confident relationship with your body in that way is a game changer. Because then you can do anything anywhere. You know you're going to take care of yourself. Your body knows you're going to take care of it. It's a really solid place to be for weight loss, for health, and for getting what you, for feeling good in your body, getting what you want in terms of weight loss, but for feeling good, having energy. So that's my answer to what should I eat. Now, the one thing I do want to say as a note is when you get pregnant, there are foods to avoid. So the everything in moderation, everything is, bef, you know, before when you're trying to get pregnant, after lactation, all that. But there are foods to avoid. And I will put a link in the show notes for the reference. Okay. And your personal health care provider will have this information too. And make sure that you do know of it and look that over. So that's a different thing. That's not about weight loss. That's about health and safety. And when you get pregnant, there are recommendations for that. So like I said, there'll be a link, but that's separate than losing weight before we're getting pregnant. That's when we have the variety. We're letting our body tell us everything in moderation and leaning toward whole foods. I think you're amazing. You absolutely can do this. And 
I'm sending lots of love. Mwah! Until next week. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.